Welcome to the It's a Podcast. I'm Brock, and with me as always is the one, the only, the Brooks. I love the the there. What up, what up? What up, yeah. Well, it's kind of like the reverse of Facebook. <laughs> what? Well, like, we're going to call Facebook the Facebook. Oh, okay. And then Justin Timberlake's character in the movie said, how about just Facebook? <laughs> so I've taken it the reverse way. Instead of just I've... Brooks, how about the Brooks? What about every fucking old person calling it Bookface and thinking they were the funniest person on earth? Oh, yeah. That was every old person. It's like, Jesus Christ. Or mixing it up with my book or my face. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I remember when when it was the be-all and end-all to being someone's top ten friends. I didn't even know they had that. Well, you had like a friends list. Right. Let's say you had 20 friends. You could only show 10 on the page. Oh, shit. So it was kind of like, you know, my 10 favorite friends. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, but then like everything, there was hacks that you could then show more than 10 and it kind of took away, you know, the relevancy of it. Plus, Tom was always your friend. He was your first friend. Oh, that's bullshit. So everyone that uh, opened an account, they had straight away one friend, Tom, whether you liked it or not. That's wild. <laughs> he was like the U2 of Apple. When they, what, what was it they released? They forced you to, you couldn't get rid of it. It was U2's latest album at the time. Yes, yes. Was it the iPhone or the iPod? Yeah, I was... think on iPods, yeah. I think on any Apple product you bought at the time, it just came with this U2 album. U2. What? U2 album, yeah. God, it's so hard to say. <laughs> yeah, U2, U2. Got to catch yourself because I haven't said you two in yeah, <laughs> probably a good decade. Well, I think they're doing like a Vegas residency at the like sphere in Vegas. You know, your career's plateaued. It's just like, well, they're doing it. Kiss are doing their avatar, so they're not touring anymore. No. Well, they say that, but now it almost you seems that? like. What's that? You saw Kiss's avatar thing? Oh, I don't think I did. AI avatars. So you can go to like an AI concert. Oh, boy. So like those hologram things, basically. Oh, no, they're more than hologram because they will interact okay. with you. If you That's yell crazy. out to them, it'll, it'll understand in real time that you've said something and it'll turn around to you. And so they've retired like live touring. But they're going to, oh, it's like, um, God. yeah, AI versions of them. That was their big reveal after they did their final show. Oh, my God. I would have booed them for that. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Kylie Minogue is in Vegas as well. An Australian singer. Uh, okay. I know oh, Celine Dion had one there. recently. Yep, Celine Dion. Before she got sick or whatever she has yeah yeah obviously elvis was the big one yep. he paved the way yep. for it pretty much yeah pretty much yeah i think drake either had one or is having one soon eventually 
A lot of artists seem to be. Yeah, I mean, I would fucking do it if I was an artist. Make a shit ton of money and live on like the top floor of some wildly luxurious yeah. Vegas hotel. I'd just walk down yeah. to your concert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, they said, who is it? Somebody who plays at Madison Square Garden all the time. I can't think of who it is. The Knicks. I say Ellen. No, I know the Knicks play the cunt. Whoa! Gone straight to the C bomb. I know that's rude. Bypass the F bomb straight to the C bomb. Wow! Jesus, what an asshole! Um, I want to say it's Elton John, but that doesn't sound right. But basically, they take like a helicopter from their mansion to the roof of Madison Square Garden. It's like fifteen minutes. Like that seems like the life, and he does it. I think like one month every year. Uh. eh. I don't think it's Elton John. I don't know why that name's in my head. Would the Eagles have done one? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Because they're like a like a legacy. What are they? They called legacy bands now. What are they called? They're not. Yeah, I mean that would definitely a legacy band works. I don't know if that's. Uh, I tell you who isn't going to be doing one. Oh, Toby Key. Ooh, I know. I don't like. Uh, my mom was the biggest Toby <laughs> Keith fan. Like, I don't like country music, but my mom was the biggest Toby Keith. I think she thought he was hot, but <laughs> she was the biggest Toby Keith fan. I despise country music. I guess. Is, yeah, uh, I can't do it. Putting it lightly, but a very sad story. Like he was like sixty-two, I think. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I thought he. I didn't think he was that old, to be honest. No, me neither. Not- like I said, I don't really follow it, so I knew the name, and I knew, I just thought, yeah, that's the guy that always wears the hat. I know that doesn't narrow it down, no. but he's always got the looks like fake stubble. Early in his career, yes. Towards the end of his career, he got a pretty good beard. They put like a template on his face and just sprayed it with glue, and then threw up hair from a barber yes, shop in yes, his face. Yes, <laughs> no, I I could see that. Couldn't tell you a song he sang. Just knew he was country. But I knew a few of his songs. He had a lot of very good, like patriotic songs. So very like cheese ball kind of. But I enjoyed it, and my mom was a huge fan of him. So like I knew a good amount of his music. But a very sad story. Like stomach cancer sounds awful. Like that sounds dreadful. Uh, but he was like very quiet the last couple of years, anyways, which I always found a little odd. But I guess, like, he had a performance, I think, like, almost right after he got the diagnosis. I want to say in 2022. And he he sounded fine. I mean, I know cancer is fucking insane. Like, well, you don't I sing with your stomach. It. Well, some of his songs, I think you kind of can. <laughs> I think. I didn't realize, because for anyone that listens to the podcast or listens for a while, they know mm-hmm. that I support OKC in the NBA. Correct. But apparently he was a big fan of the Thunder. Yeah. They put a thing up today, sort of like a, you know, resting piece and a picture of him in the crowd supporting. I want to say he lived in Oklahoma. Yeah, I kind of skipped over. I didn't read the whole post. I just went, oh, okay. So whether he either lived there or he was born there. Or, right. Or, yeah, well, obviously he had not... some connections and ties yeah. to it enough to want to go to the games, you know, take time oh, yeah. out of a busy schedule, I assume. 
he was very popular for country music for a long time and like the whole stomach cancer thing is sad like 62 years is pretty young and but like you said i thought he was younger than that i didn't but i mean 62 yeah. is young to die of stomach cancer which sounds so young. go back to medieval times you'd be like yes yes you'd be a wizard why is he still alive <laughs> So comparatively speaking to medieval times, 62 is very young. But very sad story. Very sad story. I feel bad for my mom because she's a huge Toby Keith fan. I consoled her today. She's on a rough run here because she was also a big Kenny Rogers fan as well. He passed away not too long ago. Uh, but at least you could still go and eat his chicken. What? They still have Kenny Rogers chicken? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to tell her if they do. He had chicken restaurants, I'm sure. Really? I did not know that. I'm going to Google it because I'm sure. Please do, because then I can be like, hey, mom, I got a vacation for us, and then I'm going to be the favorite son again. <laughs> that would be right up her alley. Now, Kenny Rogers Roasters. How? Okay, Kenny Rogers Roasters is a chain of chicken-based restaurants founded in 1991 by country musician Kenny Rogers and former KFC CEO John Y. Brown Jr. Ooh, what a snake. Now I really want to go. Okay, I'm going to type in Kenny Rogers Roasters, Boston. Steve yeah. One in Boston. I, that has to be a down south restaurant. Oh, the decline of Boston market, Kenny Rogers Roasters. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, hang on. They may not still be around. I'm going to open oh, no. up the Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, fuck. Good thing I didn't text my mother yet. Oh, no. Hang on. They're still. History, number of restaurants. Uh oh. Number of restaurants and countries of operation. Hmm. Okay. Let's have a look. Oh, hang on. The company entered Chapter 11 bankruptcy oh, in no. 1998. Oh, Jesus. I wasn't even born yet. How do you fuck up chicken? Everyone loves chicken. Oh, it ended in the United States. The purchase. Oh, damn it. Nathan's Famous and Miami Subs. So I guess that's another brand. Oh, I know Nathan's Hot Dogs, but I don't think that's the same. Nathan's continues to serve Kenny Rogers Roasters items in selected locations, such as its flagship location on Coney Island. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, so Miami Subs, since sold off by Nathan's, no longer has a Kenny Rogers section on their menu. Despite Don't the chain's end in the United States, Kenny Rogers Roasters continues to flourish in Asia. Okay, you can go for an Asian holiday. Interesting. The Asians love Kenny Rogers. Yeah, so 140 restaurants across Asia, which has continued expansion in Malaysia, the Philippines, and more recently, southern China. What the fuck? The southern China one might be the most shocking. <laughs> I wouldn't think they would want anything from us, but they're like, oh no, bring us Kenny Rogers chicken. It's fascinating to me. Obviously, it used to be America, but now it's Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, China, and the China. Philippines. 
China's doing the reverse now. They're taking our chicken places and putting them in their country. This is something that I need to stand up for. In addition, Roasters Asia Pacific has been undergoing expansion in what the other international territories, including India and the Middle East. Kenny Rogers what? Roasters opened its first outlet in Brunei in January 2013. The second Brunei outlet was opened in 2015. In 2016, first one opened in Thailand. Oh, my Phuket. God. There's currently plans to open another one. In February 2023, the last year, so a year ago, Kenny Rogers Roasters opened its first flagship restaurant in Dubai. Ooh. There you go. My only problem with Dubai is I don't think you can drink. Oh, there's probably parts you can if on the down low. Well, there you go. You, you, you've got a few options. I'm Kenny Rogers must be appalled that his own Americans gave up on his chicken company and it's been taken over by the Asians. <laughs> and who would have thought uh, the Asians love themselves some Kenny Rogers chicken? Oh, who doesn't love chicken? That's what I'm saying. Like, chicken is always in demand. If you have a good chicken, Sammy, people are going to get it. <laughs> I love a good chicken sandwich. I've also come back around. For a minute, I was not crazy about the pickle on the chicken sandwich. I've turned around on that. That is a, that is a good play. Well, next time you're speaking to your mum, you should ask her if she knows about the roasters. I'm going to now because, it, I mean, it sounded like it was around like when I was in her womb. So. I'm going to have to ask her. I'll have her call into the show. Yeah. <laughs> call in if you know anything about chicken. Actually, that would be a terrible idea because then she'd just stay on to talk about Kenny Rogers. Be like, no, no, not that type of show, mother. It's enough of that. Well, jumping, seeing we were talking about originally someone that had a pain in the gut. <laughs> someone that caused a pain in someone else's gut. Our old friend, Alec. I hate your transition so much. <laughs> oh, Our Alec, friend, Alec, Alec. Alec Baldwin. Back in the news. And stay away. Last time we left him, he'd gotten off. They dropped the charges of manslaughter. That's what I thought. Involuntary manslaughter for uh, the death that happened on the set of the movie he's doing, Rust. Which I, I am now convinced more than ever that movie's never coming out. Oh, they restarted doing it. Let me rephrase that. That movie should never come out. <laughs> They've recharged him. Good. On a new charge. So yeah, actor Alec Baldwin entered a not guilty plea duh, on Wednesday on a new involuntary manslaughter charge in the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on a New Mexico movie set in October 2021. I keep forgetting that it was New Mexico. For some reason, I continuously think that it was just regular Mexico. I don't know why. <laughs> it's the, the new because one. it sounded like it was such a shit show on the set. Helena. That's why that's on my brain. Okay, let's have a look here. So he was earlier in the month indicted mm -hmm. on the shooting nearly a year after prosecutors dropped similar charges against him. 
At the time, the prosecutor's office said that it would continue investigating the matter and that it could refile charges. So they must have found something, obviously, to say, hey, we could get him. Right. Because why would you go through the hassle to refile if you know you're only going to end up in the same situation? I completely agree with that. It's just very weird to me because, again, I'll go back to my original point in the whole thing. The trigger didn't pull itself. That's the as simple in layman terms as we can break it down. The trigger didn't pull itself. But go on. Yeah. Well, no, to that point, they're alleging that Baldwin caused Hutchins' death either by negligence or total disregard or indifference for safety. I was honestly going to say gross negligence, but I was like, A, I didn't want to mess up negligence, and B, it's like, I don't know if that's (laughs) something you can charge somebody for. I don't want to sound like a dumbass. No, you can't. But that's absolutely what it was. Like, that he's certainly guilty of. That's one of the things they teach you in firearms class. Like, to get your license to carry in Massachusetts, you have to go through like a gun safety course and then i did a hunter safety course which is a gun safety course on top of a different course one of the first things that they drill in your head for days is your response once that gun is in your hand you check everything you just assume it's been handed to you loaded safety's off all of this shit you're supposed to check that you're supposed to do all of those safety things so he's a hundred percent guilty of negligence I don't think that's even debatable. The new charges centre around the prosecution's case that his role as the actor holding the weapon and also as his role as the co-producer means he's legally responsible for the production safety. Where they previously, when they were prosecuting and then the charges that they previously dropped, it was based on evidence that the hammer of the revolver may have been modified, allowing it to fire without the trigger being pulled. Which I just found that hard to believe. Yeah, so they're coming at it from a different angle. Honestly, I think initially they had the right angle. Like, I think it was a lot oh, of... Old no, money. but it'd be like saying the car was modified so it couldn't go below you I know, just 20 find miles that per so hour. so hard to believe with a gun... Yeah, but I can see what they're doing because it's like if you're doing a movie about cars and there was a car crash. Yeah, I do. Someone died. Yes. 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 It's like we can't prove that the car was modified to go under 20 miles per hour, but we can prove that, hey, because he was in charge of the car and something happened to the car, then he should be uh, liable for it. So, yeah. But they get paid the big bucks. Hey, that's exactly. That's why I'm not a fucking lawyer. That, and I don't think I'm Jewish, but. I get what you're saying, but it's probably much harder to prove the modification thing versus being like, he's a co-producer, he's holding a gun, and again, you check to see if it's loaded. And again, I don't care about the dummy thing. I Again, that's on his ass. If it was anybody else, if it was anybody else who shot it, like say it was, they were testing it, somebody shot it, that person would absolutely be in jail. Like I said this the last time we brought up Alec Baldwin. He is 100% guilty on this, the negligence part. And 
He still shot her. So he's going to end up being the dummy at the end of the day. <laughs> he has proven to be the dummy. You're a gambling man. As I am. Uh, we'll give that away. Previous, previous shows, that haircut. <laughs> You're right. Now, do you ever put money on claw machines? I'm excited for the story. So I, for a minute, when I had a girlfriend, at, a certain girlfriend at the time, she lived like near this kind of mall that had an arcade in it. And most Fridays after work, I didn't want to fucking go to the mall, do anything. It's like, I want to go home and have a beer. It's like, I don't want to do this. She's like, oh, you can play some skee-ball. It's like, you know what? I do want to play some skee-ball. But, to show my worth, I would get red hot at one claw machine. Now, granted, it's when she was out walking, and I was like, oh, I'm playing skee-ball. And I'd basically just maneuver the fucking items in there and wait until she came back and then make it look like I win. So, yes, I <laughs> love me a good claw machine victory, and I understand the frustrations of a claw machine. Okay, so, this, this came up. This is in Queensland, Australia. So, so when we get to this, I do need to bring up, this is probably up there with, like, my irrational fears of, like, quicksand and what happened to this poor kid <laughs> is what I thought would happen to me more in my life. Yeah, so the headline for the story is, Out of the Box Solution After Boy is Trapped in Claw Machine. A three-year-old boy with his eye on a prize found himself in trouble after he crawled his way into a claw machine at Cabalaba, Brisbane. That's in Queensland. So Queensland police posted a video on Twitter showing Ethan trapped, but taking it very calmly inside the glass walled box surrounded by plush toys. Ethan proved very cooperative with rescuing officers, clamoring over to a safe corner and covering his eyes when told. Police had to shatter the glass in order to lift Ethan out, but oh the boy was God. unhurt. And then the cop said, you won a prize joked which one do you want now two things he didn't get a prize they didn't Locked get one up. yeah oh they gave him the the cops ended up giving him like a a koala dress as a cop plush toy i was gonna say i was like he should at least something but he didn't win one out of the actual hello kitty machine because that's the machine he's in the fact that he could crawl in and up is like crazy i mean that's impressive Got video, not even getting into it, but video actually in it. So I'll bring it up here. I'm telling, I was so scared of this happening to me. <laughs> I don't know why I'd ever be in this situation, but I'd have like reoccurring nightmares of being stuck in one of these. Not as a 24-year-old, anyway. <laughs> no, that's the melatonin now. And now it's being stuck at my job. Damn, he's young. He's only three. That's crazy. Oh my god. We're getting him to go into a corner. Hold, uh, he is very quiet. I'll give him that because I'd be freaking the fuck out. Fine. Here we go. Bang. It's like, whoa. Oh my god. 
prize. Oh, I'd punch that cop right in the fucking mouth. <laughs> like, now's not the time. Wise guy. I give credit to that kid. I'd be a fucking mess if I was stuck in one of those. I would be freaking out. Do you know how long he was in there for? Oh, God. I'm going to go conservatively, hopefully. 30 minutes. One hour. Jesus. But it was, it'd be like a kid's, like, he doesn't, as a three-year-old, you're not going to know that you shouldn't be in there. Right. You're in heaven. Look at all the toys you got. Oh, my God. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. You got a massive Hello Kitty poster behind you. It's nice and colorful. Everyone's looking at you. Center of attention. <laughs> yeah, and, he probably enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And according, because I saw another story on it where they interviewed the parents. According to the parents, he he was happy as a pig in shit because he loves cops. Jesus so when Christ. they turned yep. up, he was like, "Wow, oh, you know, this is awesome! Yeah, how could this day get better?" Oh my god, what? That's insane! That's fucking insane! I can't. But he had to have been quick as hell to get in there, though. I'm surprised they didn't try the the two plays for five dollars. Just to see, if you they know, I, I saw they the called the I was like, did they at least try it once? <laughs> yeah, because that window would have cost more than five dollars. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> they had to have at least tried once. And <laughs> like, all right, grab onto the claw when it comes down, and then his little tiny fingers probably couldn't get to it. The company too that does those, because I know they've got to go around every so often and obviously fill oh, them yeah. up. You know, we will take the money out and yeah, restock them. Millions of dollars. They must have been a fair distance away. I would think. Because the malls and the shopping centers don't do it. They, you know, they, no. they don't own them, don't service them. So for them to have to break it, you'd think, you yeah, know, the person with the key, you know, they, they must cover a, a large area to not be able to get there in a timely manner to save them. Mashing it open. Yeah, seriously, because I'm sure they're going to be pissed. They're going to be like, well, now we're not going to give you a new machine. Right. You're letting dumbass kids crawl up in there. Yeah, fun fact. In China, that's how you get a baby girl. Jesus Christ. The fact wasn't fun. Nothing about China is fun except their Kenny Rogers chicken. The fact that they're monopolizing Kenny Rogers chicken for their own people. I still can't get over that. It's wild to me. I genuinely thought, like, I would get my arms stuck in those machines more. Like, I thought it would be a much bigger part of my life, being stuck in machines. I hate the ones that just have the, the little chocolate bars and, and you know, Snickers and Mars bars yes, and all them. Yes. They'll always pile up on the side and you never get them and then someone will come along. Yes. <laughs> and they'll get everyone's hard work with just one drop and it's like they'll just hit the jackpot and it's like motherfucker it's always some fuck it's either the fattest kid you've ever seen in your life or some <laughs> anorexic prick who looks like me there is no in between no normal person can win it well ending off the last one with China we'll go to another story that has to do with China China heavy episode I know, but a little bit more serious. Oh, fun. I love when China gets serious. Now, when you think of spies, what do you think of? Like James Bond? I think of James Bond, and then I think of that politician who was caught, like, banging a Chinese spy. 
Oh, who was that? Eric Swalwell, I think. Like, if you're in D.C., just say you're a politician and go on Tinder and <laughs> spew lies to these spies of China. That's not the point of the story. Yes, that's what I think. I think spies. But, yeah, well, Chinese spy banging the politician or whatever you mentioned then. <laughs> now, this is, a, this is also a Chinese, well, suspect a Chinese spy, but a different kind of bird. Indian police clear a suspected Chinese spy pigeon after eight months in bird lockup. Oh, boy. There is a lot of things wrong with that headline. Not a lot going on in India. I was just going to say that. Like, they don't have any other bigger issues than to <laughs> interrogate a pigeon. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing over there? I guess they got enough people. <laughs> They're like, do you hear that? Do you work for? That's a Chinese accent. <laughs> Who do you ask Mixing for? up his own wrists. <laughs> Beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, he doesn't fly. He fries. Okay. <laughs> Indian police cleared a suspected Chinese spy pigeon after Jeez. eight months' detention and released it into the wild Tuesday. News agency Press Trust of India reported. That's a great name for a news agency. Press Trust. Well... I don't trust them at all. So they're off to a terrible start. The pigeon's ordeal. I never thought I'd read that. No, that's of definitely words one of the weirder sentences on the show, and yet I still don't think it'll be the weirdest. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so the pigeon's ordeal began in May when it was captured near a port in Mumbai with two rings tied to its legs carrying words that looked like Chinese. Oh, Jesus so Christ. They're not even 100% sure. It looked like Chinese. So it literally could be anything. Don't they have Google Translate over there in India? They could just scan the word and go, oh, no, no, it's not Chinese. It's whatever. No, it's some little shithead kid who's drawing on a pigeon and then put this little note on it for fun. So police suspected it was involved in espionage and took it in. How Later the fuck it... did they come to that conclusion? It, well, it, I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe all the spy gadgets they found under its wing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so they sent it to Mumbai's by Sakabai Binshaw Petit Hospital Bye. for Animals. Hmm? How confident are you that you got all of those words correct? More confident that they were that that was a espionage. Pigeon. You know what? Fair enough. Yeah. So eventually, it turned out that the pigeon was an open water racing bird from Taiwan. Ah, oh, so it, yeah. I would okay, okay. So India is just racist. Yeah, that had escaped and made its way to India. All writing looks the same. So with police permission. <laughs> The bird was transferred to the Bombay Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, whose doctors set it free on Tuesday. Mumbai police could not be reached for comment. It's not the first time a bird has come under police suspicion in India. In 2020, what? police in Indian-controlled Kashmir released a pigeon belonging to a Pakistani fisherman after a probe found that the bird, which had flown across the heavily militarised border between the nuclear armed nations was not a spy 
Also in 2016, another pigeon was taken into custody after it was found with a note that threatened Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. I didn't know pigeons could write, so that's pretty good. Again, I was going to say, some little shithead kid wrote that. It's like calling in a bomb threat. It's an old school bomb threat. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's as old school as it can get. Using a messenger pigeon. Worse than snail mail. Uh, seriously, I prefer that. I think the Indians would prefer that too. They seem to be pretty paranoid about these fucking birds. Pigeons, yeah. Well, uh, uh, pigeons, rats with wings, don't they get that? I've used that. I've also, I do love on Twitter a good conspiracy. You know, birds aren't real. I've never seen a baby pigeon. Now I have, but it is fun to say that on Twitter. <laughs> Some people will buy it, and I like the likes, so. I would just like to see, have you seen those videos? They're pretty funny when people find like a, a bird or they'll catch a bird or they'll release a bird that's been injured mm -hmm. and they release it and they'll film it's like, ah, and then all of a sudden like a hawk will come out of nowhere yes. and grab yes. it. Yeah. yeah. I've just got it in my head that, yeah, they've released this pigeon that's not a spy that all of a sudden, you know, hawks come out or someone shot it down or... If a hawk takes a pigeon, the Indians are going to have a full-on panic attack. They'll be like, what kind of fucking war missile is that? They're thinking these pigeons have this master plan to take over India. Clearly, get those people, like, a volume. They should calm down a little bit. I know they have some nuclear power, is what they're saying there. I understand being a little jumpy. Not every pigeon is causing espionage, or whatever the fuck the term they used. Espionage. You've never heard that term before. Oh, I've heard it, but I just I don't trust them in using the right language here because again, they think pigeons are going to be the fall of India. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. I wonder if they allow the movie The Birds. Absolutely not. There's not a snowball's chance in hell they let that movie over there. The whole thing is odd to me. I well, Birdemic. Even Birdemic would be worse. They'd, pull. They'd go into lockdown. They'd just shut down. The whole <laughs> continent would shut down. Country. Continent. Country. Wait. Is it a continent? Um, no. No, it's a country. Australia's the only country slash continent. Right. We, we are both. Right. Because there's a joke I tried to get my work supervisor with that I thought was hilarious. It was like, between Africa and Australia, there's no countries within either of them that start with the letter K. And he's like, Australia's a country. It's like, you are really ruining the fucking joke, dickhead. So like, can you just say Kenya so I can say, Kenya, suck on these balls. <laughs> it's like, that's what I'm getting at. He's like, Jesus Christ, dude. It's only Monday, come on. <laughs> that was, I believe, his exact response. It's like, I'm not in the mood. Like, that's why I'm in this mood. Speaking of moods, it's now time for... Everyone's favorite... Everyone's favorite... Everyone's favorite... Everyone's favorite... Everyone's favorite... Nameless podcast segment of the week. Can someone tell me what a podcast is? Mm-mm-mm. Let's get in the mood. This week, we've got... Quite possibly. Actually, I was going to say the dumbest video, but maybe not. Maybe I'm the dumbass. Brock and I were talking about this pre-show. 
this could be a stage video. I could have fallen for something. I've brought some great clips of the week. Maybe I fell for a stage video here. Let you guys be the judge. We've got a man proposing in front of a waterfall. Woman. Oh, yeah. Yes, he's not proposing to the waterfall. He's proposing to a woman in front of a waterfall. Well, ultimately, he proposes to the waterfall. Here we go. As you can see, sure, he goes down. Oh, it goes for the hog. She's very happy. And then he drops it into a roaring waterfall. You know what? After watching it a second, that has to be staged. Yeah, I reckon it is too. I'll tell you what. Okay, because I think we're going to have the same thought. Because when he gets down to his knee. One, how's he going to pull her for a start? I mean, look at him. He's like an albino. Like, no way. He really is. He looks like he might be How's he gotten her? Like, you look at that photo. I was going to say, look at that smirk. Well, I mean, she's no fucking 10. Oh, compared to him, he's like a negative too. But mm -hmm. you look here, right? Uh -huh. Dropped it. It stopped. And I reckon he uh -huh. goes to give it a little bit of a nudge there. It doesn't go as fast as what he thinks it will. I reckon it stops there. And yep. he, he catches up to it. And I reckon he still gives a little flick. Uh-huh. Lick of his hand there. Yes. Plus, he's got something in his back pocket too, which might be the actual ring. That's what I was thinking. Either that or it's a can of Zins, which he's really going to need after this. Hand up. They got me on that one. I saw it quick. I was like, that's hilarious. And then after I sent it, I was like, that is. Personality can only get you so far, and I don't think it's getting him that far. Yeah, maybe he's a magician, and that's what she <laughs> fell in love with. Or she could be very, very racist and she only likes white things. And yes. she's like, he's being albino. He's like, that's as white as I'm going to get. I mean, he looks like he's a part of the Aryan Brotherhood. Like, he fits the mold. They would love to have him. Also, if I was the chick and that was the big joke you played on me, I think at that point I'd be like, that was very funny and everything. But I do think we should see other people and I'm not going to marry you. That's just me, though. True. I don't need jokes and bits on my proposal day. Yeah, I reckon that could be a fake. Yeah, I think we've definitely fell for or I fell for a fake video. This you week, fell I, for it. I've, I've just put it up there to show everyone that you fell for it. Exactly. In my defense, I looked quick and I did find it funny at first because, A, I hate happiness. And I was like, I really hope this happened to some very happy couple. <laughs> All right, well, until next week, take it easy. Peace.